Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to TC Live at the Miami Open, our show to get you caught up on all the big stories and highlights from Friday at the Hard Rock. The men's final now set, and we will get you set for the women's championship. A lot to get to today. Some insightful interviews coming your way. Prakash sitting down with some winners. Plus, we've got a flashback Friday featuring an animal. Yes, indeed. And an exclusive interview with Roger Federer you do not want to miss. With that, we welcome you into our studios in Santa Monica, California. Steve Weisman back alongside Chanda Rubin. We got Andy Roddick in the house for our special two-hour edition of TC Live as we get you caught up on everything that went down Friday, preview championship Saturday. And Andy, we're going to have a special interview with Roger Federer at the bottom of the hour. Can you wait? I'm pretty excited to see what the Roger has to say. Chanda, two hours we got going on tonight. Two hours tonight. Two-hour show. Wow, Steve. I mean, as much time as I can spend with you, the better. I love it. I know you've been prepping hard for this. I have been. It is April Fool's. It's April 1st. Not biting. Not biting. Andy's been through it enough. He he wasn't going to fall for it. He's over that, yeah. Did you for a moment? Did you think we were going two hours? No, of course not. No, I already know. You and I, I can read you. (laughs) I can't can't fool you. You cannot. All right. Well, uh, no Duke, North Carolina in the Miami Final Four. In fact, we had multiple first timers, some bona fide Cinderellas. We start with Kasparud, Francisco Sarundalo. Sarundalo, the lowest-ranked semifinalist in tournament history, Andy and Rude trying to get past this stage at a Masters event for the very first time. Yeah, opportunity knocking for both these guys, and we were curious how Sarundalo would cope with the pressure. Would he be tight? Would he come out in free wheel? Christian Reed, uh, sorry, Christian's is fat. Casper Reed. Uh, I know, I, I used to know him back in the day. That's how old I am now. But uh, using the Alcaraz drop shot, this is kind of the invoke thing when you can top out and create RPMs like these guys can. You just pull the string at the end, had some success, was backing him up all day. This guy gets great height on his ground strokes, pushes people back in a different way of going through the court. You see the spin going up and away from someone. Uh, Rafa would be proud. It's a different hand, but uh, Rude going about his business has started serving a lot better. I remember watching him a couple years ago, and he would top out at 115, 116, regularly pops 122, 124, a well-deserved win, and a place in the finals of a big hardcore event for Casper Rude. Don't call me Christian. <laughs> six aces, only dropped six points on his first serve. Joined Prakash after. This was a good chance to maybe try to make my first final, and let's see what happens. But uh, obviously it was a tough match, even though... Scoreline said, two straight said it was tough. It was quite physical. The conditions there were very, very humid today and tough physically. So I'm lucky I was able to pull through and didn't uh, need to play a third set. <laughs> Andy astutely noticed that Casper was wearing his wristbands to the Tennis Channel desk. Always got to be prepared there. Before last year, Rude was 16 and 27 on hard courts. Since then, guess what? 36 and 13. Casper Rude 
a hardcore machine. He is into the final. Who will he face? It was defending champion Hubie Hercotch taking on the talk of the tennis world, 18-year-old Carlos Alcaraz, and the talking would only get louder after this one, Andy. Yeah, this guy's like an electronic device. You plug him in, the power goes on. Hubie Hercotch did a great job early. Look at that, returning, putting it on his shoe tops. I don't mind the play by Hercotch, but he's got to hit a bigger second serve than that if he wants it to work. And as Jim Courier noted, the chips are down. That's a shot he's very comfortable with, drawing him in. But watch this. The patience, the wait, and play the depth lob from inside of the service line. Like, 18-year-olds don't make that decision. We're always in a rush when we're 18 years old. Not this guy. He's a different sort of dude. But you see, always looking to come forward as well. This guy knows what he wants. He wants the, the ball in his hands, as Jim uh, so eloquently pointed out. Competes, has the power, has the touch, is the complete product, and he now has a shot to win his first Masters 1000 title, Steve. He's one tiebreaker away, but this guy has been money in tiebreakers. Pulling the drop shit out again on a big point. Tough to defend because you have to back up as soon as he winds up because he has that 100-plus MPH power on the forehand. Tough to defend the drop shot. You know it's not tough to defend for him? The entire court Alcaraz threw over Hercotch. Listen, Hercotch did a hell of a job defending this title. Alcaraz, different kind of guy. We go inside the press room on how this was different than the semifinal of Indian Wells. I think I, I learned how to play in a semifinal in a Master 1000. It was my first one, so now second one, I I, I think I managed the nerves uh, better than the than in, in Indian Wells. Uh, it was a different match. I mean, this one than the roughest match, but the, I think the, the nerves, the tough moments. I managed uh, better in this one and in Indian Wells. Well, take a look at this for Carlos Alcaraz. One win from becoming the youngest champion in tournament history. Agassi and Djokovic were both 19 when they won Miami. Alcaraz, Andy, is putting himself in some elite company. Yeah, and he's going to continue to do that. I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying to find the hole. I'm trying to find the reasons to call him mature. I'm trying to call, you know, figure out what he has to improve on. And I'm not seeing it besides just general time maybe a little more pop in the first serve time time he's a complete player tennis like was already through the group. he has knocked out power on both sides backs it up the touch likes to come forward a lot more than i even knew steve this guy's proving every single time out on the court He's just getting better and better, Chanda. What stood out to you in this match for Carlos Alcaraz? Yeah, I mean, you think about how steep the learning curve is for Alcaraz, how much he learns from situations and how he puts it into practice, into play, and the very next time he gets an opportunity, and he is doing that here in this semifinal match. He made some adjustments, and he had to contend with a lot, with Hercotch coming at him, serving big, attacking the net, and that was just another style of opponent he had to figure out and work through. And you see how how he plays the big points in tie breaks. And it is impressive stuff. I mean, you can't help but be in awe at times and just enjoy the tennis. But he's continuing to get better, and that's also a bit scary because he can be even better in the midcourt and the net area. I think as he gets more of these big matches, it's going to be pretty awesome to watch. He's got the power. He's got the touch. As Andy mentioned, for an 18-year-old, the patience. I mean, it's incredible what he's doing out there. So the final on Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern, it is Alcaraz and Casper Rude. They're meeting for the second time. Alcaraz beat Rude last year in Marbella on clay. Andy, what are your initial thoughts on this final? 
Yeah, I mean, I said it, I don't know how many days ago now, but Alcaraz had just as good a chance to win this tournament as any. I know Chan is not going to like what I say here because Casper's got the number next to him, but I think it would be an upset <laughs> if Casper Rude won this match. I'm all in on Alcaraz still. I think he's the favorite in this match. Andy, I'm going to agree with you. I well, think absolutely Alcaraz. <laughs> I mean, you know you're always right. You know that. We've just been playing with you when we say you're not. <laughs> but I, I think absolutely Alcaraz is going to be the favorite in this matchup. You consider the surface, the hard courts, obviously the fact that they've played before and how that matchup went. But just the style that Alcaraz brings to the court, how he can play and force play, uh, play aggressively. I think he's going to be able to push Rude back pretty far behind the baseline. It'll be interesting to see if Rude can step up and can force things maybe on returns a little bit more, go after the forehand a bit more. He's going to have to kind of play uh, – outside of himself a little bit, Rude will, and, and be in areas that are a little more uncomfortable. I think he can do it, and he can make a good match of this, but Alcaraz, I think, for sure, is the favorite. Listen, we're talking about history when we're talking about Carlos Alcaraz. If he wins, nobody has won this event at this age. That includes Rafa Nadal, and we're seeing these statistics in Djokovic, Agassi. I mean, have you ever seen anything like this, Andy? Yeah, his name's Rafa. His <laughs> name was Roger. His name was Andre at a certain time, but the company he's keeping with these comparisons elicit that sort of name to make an apples-to-apples apples comparison. But what I want to do, like, I can't mention anything about Alcaraz on Twitter without someone automatically saying, well, Rafa did this and, you know, Rafa did that. We have to let this guy be his own person. And he seems comfortable in his own skin. He seems comfortable with the way he plays. So I don't. I just don't think it's going to phase him. Normally I'd question, listen, an 18-year-old in this big of a final for the first time, how is he going to come out? I don't really doubt the way he's going to come out, and I, I, I think his his team is going to like the way he comes out. I, 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 I just don't see him kind of fading from the moment here. He's 18 years old, and both Chan and Andy believe that Carlos Alcaraz is the favorite against a top-10 opponent in his first Masters 1000 final. That's how good Carlos Alcaraz has been playing. Uh, the women's championship is a blockbuster. We got the future number one and the former number one, Iga Sviantek and Naomi Osaka, both major champions. Sviantek on a 16-match win streak. Osaka going for a first title in more than a year. They have met one time. It came three years ago in Canada. Osaka won 7-6-6-4. She was number two in the world at the time. Iga was just a qualifier. They meet again this time for the title in Miami with Sviantek having won 18 straight sets. Osaka coming off of 18 aces in her last match. And Iga looking ahead to the final. I'm trying not to think about that because, you know, I, I don't want to put pressure on myself. So I'm going to just treat it as any other match and do the same stuff, the same routine. So I think it's going to help a lot. But for sure, playing against Naomi in a final is pretty exciting. And a few years ago, I wouldn't even think about that. So I feel like my goals are really, um, you know, happening. And that's great because I see how much progress I've done. Yeah, talk about being the major champion now, getting to number one in the world. Now, what's going to be the biggest factor in this matchup? I mean, uh, when you look at how much of a different player Iga Sviantek is, I mean, that matchup when they played uh, in 2019 was a tight two-set match. But Sviantek is so much better as a player. Osaka certainly has grown as well in different ways. But, I mean, these are two big match players. They very rarely lose when they get to finals. Osaka 6-0 and in Grand Slam and 1,000 finals. Iga Sviantek 
Nick is 4-0 and in, in those same matches. And I just think this is a match they will both get up for to play their best tennis. The question for me is going to be how big of a factor will the Osaka serve have, have in this match? I mean, she has been serving lights out in big moments. She had 18 aces um, against Bencic that really got her out of trouble, and she can depend on that shot. Sviantec has been breaking a lot, almost 60% of the time uh, throughout her matches in Miami. But how much will that be affected by the difficulty players have getting into Osaka's service game? So I think a lot of it will come down to that, but it'll be interesting to see how they both start out. 46 aces for the tournament for Osaka. That's more than any player on the WTA has had in a single tournament thus far. Uh, Andy, who is your favorite in this matchup? I think Sviatek, but it's purely based on on recent form. Uh, The problem with having to follow Chanda Rubin with any sort of analysis is that she steals all the good stuff right away. But I think she hit on the single biggest factor is the Osaka first serve, right? No matter how well someone, uh, how well your opponent is playing, the first serve is an eraser, right? It's the thing that can sweep the deck. It's all in your terms. You control it. It's completely out of Sviatek's hands. And the other thing I would look for is when Sviatek goes with those big RPMs on the forehand, right? How Osaka is going to handle that that ball up above her shoulders on either side. Is that going to be comfortable for her or is that going to be out of her zone a little bit? So the first serve and just a different type of ball that Sviatek creates the two things I'll be looking for early. Chanda always dropping those Julia Fox uncut gems. Uh, Chanda, who wins this match? I think I'm going to give uh, Sviantec the edge. I think, you know, the serve, we'll, we'll see kind of how much she's able to get into return games in this match. But the movement is also another factor. And I left that one for you, Andy. And you kind of didn't bite on it. But the way Sviantec is able to get to those extra shots out of the corners, the way she's able to spring back into play, she has uh, the edge certainly in that department along with just the intangibles. The fact that she's going to be one in the world come Monday, and she's on this hot streak. All right. She won Doha. She won Indian Wells. She would be the first woman ever to win the first three 1,000-level events in a single season. We'll see what happens. Can't wait to watch Iga Sviantec and Naomi Osaka. A lot still to get to here on TC Live. It's a two-hour show, Chanda. We've got an hour and a half left in this one. The Roger Federer exclusive is on the way. Uh, Plus, Big Foe carries a big bag. So what does the American keep in there? We've got new bag checks on the way. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Hey guys, this is Franz Tiafo, and this is my back check. I always keep my luggage tag. I'm superstitious everywhere I go. I like to just keep it on until I, well, hopefully win the tournament, but whenever I'm out the tournament. Headband, my tag watch. I got my phone, which every millennial loves. Big foam mask. I wear these ones just because my girlfriend gave it to me. <laughs> well, I only have one racket in my bag. Pretty embarrassing, but whatever. Uh, Dio. Just got my Takana toilet piece. Lotion. Can be can be cracking up out here. Kind of need tennis shoes, I guess, when you're playing tennis. Speaker, love to practice and have some music, keep things light and fun. Football, get the arm warmed up. That's always nice. My USA jacket, 
Also gotta take this everywhere. Get a little flex. Thanks guys. This is Francis Tiafo and that is my back check. Appreciate it. Good stuff, big foe. Only one racket though. Maybe need a few more sticks to, to take out onto the court. Uh, we got a new batch of bag checks on TennisChannel.com and the Tennis Channel app. I just went on the app. They got Paula Bedosa, Shelby Rogers, Tommy Paul, and many, many more. We just filmed them. They're fantastic. Check them out. Still to come, ancient reptiles taking over a tennis court. It's a flashback Friday you don't want to miss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chanda, Andy, Steve, back on TC Live. We are just three sleeps away. Tennis Channel's Road to Roland Garros presented by ZipRecruiter kicking off with WTA stars competing on the green clay in South Carolina. Bob Moran, Eleanor Adams, we will see you soon. Daily live coverage of the Credit One Charleston Open beginning Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Some great doubles action will go down there as well. The semifinals in Miami Friday. Coco Golf, Katie McNally. Taking on Veronica Kudermatova and Elisa Mertens, Chad, a tough start for Mick Coco. Yeah, I mean, this was a fantastic match. Competitive, really, from the very start, playing against a team that has almost as much experience in terms of playing together, but it was golf and McNally who couldn't quite figure it out in the first set, but they rebounded, and that's been a staple of the games of these two youngsters all over the court. McNally there with the coach and would take it into the match tiebreak, but there was a bit of a pause in between this end of the second set and the start of the match tiebreak, and it just shifted the momentum, and Kuder Matova and Mertens able to take advantage of it, got off to a quick start, and that doesn't always mean the most in a match tiebreak, but in this case, it was just too far for Goff and McNally to recover from. And in the end, lost a very tight one, just missing out on this final. But it's been so much fun to watch this duo. It certainly has. And uh, take a look at the women's doubles final. Kuder Matova, Mertens, they will be taking on Vera Zvonareva and Laura Sigmund, who came back from 9-4 down in a match tiebreak in the semifinals. Pretty good stuff there. The final will follow the men's singles final on Sunday. Uh, as we enter the social net, wild cards announced for the Houston event, the U.S. Clay Court Championships at River Oaks. Look who is getting in. Nick Kyrgios, Jack Sock, J.J. Wolf, and Andy. A nice little doubles pairing with Kyrgios and Sock together. That haircut game is going to be real strong, Steve. I'll tell you what. There's going to be, there's going to be forehands, attitude, and haircuts. I, you know, I missed that last part, Andy, but, you know, I have to say, Steve, that Kyrgios, he's a lot of fun to watch, 
But the fact that he's getting these wild cards after the behavior we have seen, that part is a little disappointing for me, almost like rewarding that. But certainly, you know, a guy like Jack Sock, nice to see him back in the mix playing some good tennis. J.J. Wolf, who has had some nice results recently. And, you know, doubles, we want to see those teams kind of back together. So uh, that's been a lot of fun as well. We've got the UNC Columbia College Tennis Doubles Duo as well. William Blumberg, Max Schnur, they get a wild card at River Oaks. Always a, a fun scene there in Houston. Meantime, this is our Flashback Friday when Tommy Haas made a new friend in Miami. Iggy Iguana. This was Tommy's last appearance playing in Miami before he became the tournament director at Indian Wells. Let's take you back. Tennis Channel's live coverage of this event. Take a listen. Oh, my gosh, he's back. This guy's a tennis fan. Tommy's going to take a picture. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Look at this. A man dash. (laughs) I don't think I've ever seen this. Unfunny. I mean, like, they're, they're kind of cool, but then they, when they start running at you, you're like, oh, there's a dinosaur that, coming at me. That's hilarious. I just loved hearing Leaf and Lindsay there. <laughs> Astounded by this. Mary Carrillo was, was there as well. Andy, what's the, the strangest animal or insect that you've ever encountered on a tennis court? Gosh, I don't know, but I'm telling you what, if that thing came running at me with all those things hanging off and the spindly things and the, like, all of a sudden it's this thing that's always slow and then it does that, I'm out, Steve. I'm out. <laughs> Tommy on. was playing Yuri Vesely. Yuri literally refused to play when that when, when the iguana was on yeah, the court. I would, too. I mean, that, but the tail, it's kind of interesting to look at how it counterbalances itself. When it's running, that tail swinging. We could learn a little bit from this. Maybe I'd be faster. Beautiful or disgusting? <laughs> what are we going with? Uh, I don't know. Some people I'll really. Say are... Chan... I'll just say Chanda is an amazing analyst because <laughs> I see that and I'm like, nope, I'm out. And she's like, oh, but the counterbalance <laughs> of it is, is, is amazing. It just never, never, never takes off the analysis out of it. Love Danny. It's unbelievable. That was the best call I've ever heard Chanda make. She is a genius. <laughs> Low center of gravity. I mean, look at that thing go. Be really good at the, at the net. <laughs> I need to pack both of you in my bag and just take you with me. I'm, I'm having fun. Well, Chanda, I mean, we've got a, another hour in the show. <laughs> Don't you? Roger's still coming up. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to ask him. Uh, we'll talk about the women's final, which is Saturday, 1 p.m. Eastern. Of course, TC Live to get you to the men's doubles final. And then on Sunday... Carlos Alcaraz, Casper Ruud, followed by the women's doubles final and TC Live to wrap everything up as we lead you to Charleston on Monday. Back with more TC Live after this. Back with our hot shot of the day from Friday. Alcaraz, Hercotch, and... It's it's been the losing player, Chanda, who's taken the hot shot of late. It'd be interesting to do a little research on the percentage of times that happens. But this was a an incredible point, fantastic way to close it out. And Hercotch with the last word there. This was a battle through and through. And we saw a number of good points like this. This definitely was one of the best. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. This is the first time I've disagreed with Chanda ever. But this was kind of like a lot of shots. That should have been put away. That work that manifested itself in an exciting point. 
disagreed with Chanda Rubin. I love it. I, I do not mind at all. Please disagree. Are you taking Andy out of, out of the bag now? <laughs> no, he's he still coming. Okay. No, he can say. He can all right. Say. Uh, women's final <laughs> Saturday, 1 p.m. Eastern. Osaka Sviantek followed by can John Isner pull off the sunshine double? He won at Indian Wells, teaming up with Hubie Hercotch in the men's doubles final. Let's head back to the Hard Rock for a preview with Danny and Prakash. All right, Steve, back here at the Tennessee Cadillac Desk. P, we've got a great final on our hands in Miami. A current world number one in Iga Sviantek and a former world number one in Naomi Osaka. Who do you give the edge to? It's as blockbuster a matchup as you can get. Look, uh, Iga really hasn't been threatened at all. She's been coming through quite comfortably because she really has been a level above everyone that she's played. So formidable on both sides. There's no real place you can attack. Naomi, even though she was pushed by Bencic, she has looked dominant all the way throughout. I think we're in for an absolute brutal matchup and of the highest quality. Looking forward to that Saturday action over here in Miami, Steve. Love it. Championship weekend. They're color coordinated. Danny Prakash been just killing it out there in Miami. Uh, Andy, I, I asked Chanda who was going to win the match. Now it's your turn. Who, who wins? Is it Ego or Naomi? Yeah, I think it's Sviatek just based on recent form. And listen, if Sviatek can actually defend her second serve when Naomi's just taking cuts, I, I, I think she, I think she'll get the win. But listen, you never count Naomi Osaka out this deep in a tournament. She's never lost a match in a Grand Slam from the quarterfinals on, right? Her best four Grand Slam results are wins, and her next best result is a round of 16. When she gets this far, she normally wins. But I'm going to have to go against my own judgment and go with Sviatek. Yeah, I mean, I kind of went with Sviantec as well. I mean, certainly, though, Naomi Osaka, when she gets to this stage of events, it's just something special that comes out of her in her game, what she's able to bring to the table. And the fact that she's playing this kind of tennis again, playing this level uh, of tennis, that's a dangerous opponent. So you can never count her out. But I still give the edge to Sviantec. All right. Can't wait to watch it. Thus wraps up another edition of TC Live. Chanda, we're headed to Charleston. So I'm we'll, we'll, we'll change desks. We'll be outside. New stadium. Looking forward to that. Andy, uh, soccer dad tomorrow? What, what's, what are you up to? We're going to miss you. I'm pumped. I got to coach a group of uh, four-year-olds in 40-degree weather. Our team <laughs> is uh, – we're down, we're down 49-3 to three in three games this year, but we, uh, we are very good at snacks. <laughs> uh, the three is positive. It's better than none. And listen, Chanda and I are going to be close to you. We're coming to the East Coast. Just come down to South Carolina if you need some time and kick it. Kick it with your boy and your girl. Hey, 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 listen. Weirder things have happened. I heard that in the third set breaker, that doubles match tonight. Stranger <laughs> things have happened, Steve. Love it. Uh, thank you, Andy. Thank you, Chanda. Our coverage of the Miami Open continues next right here on Tennis Channel.